Tom, you're dying. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but it's fun. Hey everyone, it's your GM Alex, welcoming you back to another fun hour of actual play. Before we get started, I want to send a big shout out to our friends at Barden Baker. Barden Baker's the Capital District's first board game cafe. You can find them in downtown Troy, New York. They've got over 600 board game titles like Clue, Stratego, Scrabble, Catan, Ticket to Ride, Ascension, the list goes on. They're open Tuesday through Sunday, and Sunday seems to be the best day where they've got Sunday board game brunch, and then later that day you can stick around for nerdy trivia. It's a really cool place to chill, have some good food, you can even order a cocktail and wine while you're there. Anyway, as always, don't forget to Check us out on Twitter. You can email us at SwissArmyScorpion at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon page. That's always a fun trip. You can always download us on Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and anywhere really that fine podcasts are had. But enough from me. Please enjoy Sweet Side Action number seven, Copperpot Jackpot. Suck my dictionary. Welcome back to some Sweet Side Action. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. Matt, you're a king. That's way better than Axel. Damn it. Don't tell him I said that, though. Oh, it's staying in the recording. <laughs> All right. So, we rejoin our band of vessel-hopping souls as they start to wind their way through this deep, dark dungeon that they have found themselves placed in as a test by their wizardly father man. Uh, when we last left our, I guess, heroes? <laughs> Compadres. <laughs> They had just entered a room, heard a fun little noise as three giant centipedes scurry out of the darkness ahead of them. And let's everybody roll initiative to get us started right off the bat. 13, baby. You guys don't even know I'm there. That's how good I am. I'll pop out of the shadows. I got a nine. Uh, I got a seven. <laughs> and the centipedes got a nice 24. Hmm. Oh, well, that makes sense. You got, you got all those legs. They should be nimbly bimbly. <laughs> you would think they would get in the way, you know, once in a while. You know when you were, like, walking down the street and then you, like, forget how to walk? Yeah, but <laughs> the difference is when a centipede trips over one of its legs, it's got, like, 98 other legs to catch itself with. Oh, yeah. All right, so the uh, centipedes are going first, and they scared right ahead there. Um and surround Lord Protector E, and they are each going to attack. Uh, first is the one to your left, colored purple on the map. He comes up with his mandibles, ang, 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 tries to bite you. And does a 19 hit you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he deals zero damage, but I do need a fortitude save from you. Weird. I was a little worried with only 13 HP, but if he's doing zero damage, that seems okay. Looks like a 19 right. on the fortitude. That is, and you are okay. And now he's going to come at you once more with the mandibles. Ooh. But that is a 20 to hit. Yeah. And you take three damage, and I need another fortitude save. This might be the end of Lord Protectory. 12. So you have been poisoned by centipede venom. You're probably fine. Which, right now, means you're going to take ooh, another five damage. Oh, no. Ooh. And you are flat-footed. Oh! And flat-footed simply means that you have negative two to your AC. Okay. So my AC is a, a ten. Ooh. 
All right. And now the next one's going to start attacking you. That is the green one right in front of you. And that is a nine to hit. I don't think that does it. Nope. But it was close. And he comes in again with a five. No? No. Okay. And now the other one to your right is going to squeeze past you and take a couple of bites at uh, Sindral, played by Tom. So Sindral, does a 20 hit you? Yeah. Ow. You take two damage, and I need a fortitude save. That is a 12. That's a fail. Oh, no. Sindral. So you're going to take another five damage, and you are flat-footed. And he's swinging in at you again. Well, biting in at you again. Oh, please no. That's an 11. Does an 11 hit your AC? No, 11 does not hit my AC. Wait, are you flat-footed? Oh, shit. Uh, so you have a minus two to your AC. Oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, Sindral's nice. the dexterous one, so... 14. Yeah. There you go. Ooh. All right. So we all survived the first round. Barely. Well done. <laughs> so as these three centipedes are closing in and surrounding you, uh, Elora, or Lord Protector E, you see behind the centipede directly in front of you, maybe 10 feet past that... You see a human with a bow, not just a bow. I hope the bow. No, he he has he has oh, items. No. I didn't think we started with oh, anything. No, no, you're right. He comes in with absolutely nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're right. Not just a bow. Just nothing. <laughs> Unarmed. Oh, I for- oh no. I I forgot that that's part of the test. You guys get thrown in this dungeon with absolutely nothing and have to find everything as you go. Oh God. So, yeah, Lord Protector E, you see about 10 feet behind the centipede that is directly in front of you, a human wearing basic clothes just kind of pops in looking kind of confused. (laughs) Joe. Yeah. You pop into the room utterly confused, but you see, well, you know you were told by your father Mm -hmm. that you were going to join your other compatriots in this test so you know you need to aid them okay. so you appear in this room and you see three centipedes surrounding what you assume to be one of your friends oh yeah it's centipede clopper in time i look to my right hand make a sweet power fist and then i run over and clock that centipede right in the back right in the back of the head here it comes here it comes 14 that is a hit and how much damage did Chester Copperpot just do? Five? All right, I'll take a five. Hell yeah. I come over and freaking clock this thing. Hoping that it doesn't turn around and, you know, feed me. <laughs> Mandible. <laughs> you still have one action remaining, so you can... Oh, that's you, right. Ooh. You can choose to attack it again. Let's go, baby. 17 and uh, another five. Yeah. Oh. Could, you, could you stop rolling ones on the damage? Yeah, sorry. So Chester Copperpot has killed the first centipede. I mean, Out of just nowhere. Ignore what I said. You keep doing you <laughs> boop. <laughs> so this guy just appears in the room, sees these centipedes surrounding what he is told to be his friends, just walks up and just sticks his hands right in the back of the thing's head and rips it open. Nice. Oh my god. This is such a change <laughs> from my usual pace. <laughs> All right, that brings us to Lord Protector E. I want to lay hands all over myself. I'm assuming lay hands works the same way in Pathfinder 2. 
Um, it is a little different in second, at least in the playtest. We'll see <laughs> when the final one comes out in a little while. We will see what the difference is. Uh, target. One willing or un- undead creature. Range, touch. Target heals 1d6 plus 1 and gains ooh, plus 1 AC for one round. That's, that's pretty oh. tight. There you go. So it's cool for me to do that. Yes. And how do the healing points work? I get five. No, it's um, is different. You have a number of like spell points or like power points or something like that. And I think using lay on hands costs one use of of those points. So are they like my spells per day? Uh, kind of. Like the, you have your spells per day, and then you have like these special powers that you can use x number of times per day, or like you have a specific pool of points to use those powers. So kind of like a a key pool for a paladin. Yeah, yeah. Think of it like that. All right. In that case, so lay on hands. Just real quick, just to explain it out now for the people at home, it is a. It takes one action to use because it only takes a somatic component. It has a range of touch, and it is one willing living creature or one undead creature. And it does, like you said, heals 1d6 plus 1. So I'm going to touch myself with my glowy hands for 2 health. And and (laughs) and your AC goes up by 1. Yep. I'm going to do it a second time, spend another point. Does the AC uh, stack as well? So I have 2 for... No, no, it does not. For an additional 4... So it's a total of six altogether. And then the green one in front of me no longer exists, right? Correct. Yep. That one got ripped in half by the human that just appeared behind it. And I don't think anybody else has even attacked anything yet. Correct. Okie dokie. I would like to use my last action to attack the one, the purple one on the left. And that was a ten to hit. A 10 does not hit. Dang. Oof. That's my turns. That is your turn. That brings us to uh, Sindral. So Sindral is going to uh, make an attack. Okay, which one are you attacking? The one off to the left, so the purple one, I believe. Okay. Roll it up. 12 to hit. 12 does not hit. Oh, man. Uh, That's still just your first action. You've got two more actions you can take. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do attack number two on this. Okay, you got this, Tom. Oh, I spoke too no. soon. <laughs> Tom, don't. Can Sindral back off five feet? Yep, you can. Well, it, it's an action, but you can take the step action, which is it functions like a five foot step in first edition, except that it takes one of your three actions, but it has the same otherwise mechanical benefits. You can take that step without provoking from what's around you. Okay, yeah. Sindral's gonna move uh, back diagonally five feet. Okay, so Sindral backs away around the corner, leaving Lord Protector E to his fate. (laughs) (laughs) As you are backing away, you you step through where you think Mr. President would be. Was it Jamjop Shalalbit? That's why he was Mr. President. (laughs) You kind of Turn and look over your shoulder quick, and he has disappeared. And that brings Serious. us back to the centipedes. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, they've got a nice little flanking formation on Lord Protector E, so they are going to utilize that to attack three times apiece. So we'll start with the purple one on the left. First attack is an 18. Oh, 
And then you take two damage. Okay, so yes, I need another fortitude save against the poison. Nine. And that is a fail. So you have you have contracted the uh, second stage of the poison. Oh, no. So that means you are going to take another two damage. You remain flat-footed, and you get the sluggish condition. It's like I just oh. had Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> okay, so sluggish gives you a conditional penalty to AC, attack rolls, dexterity-based checks, and reflex saves equal to the value. And right now you are sluggish one. Ticket. So you have the minus one penalty on AC, attack rolls, anything dexterity-based. Which, you know, that sounds fun. Yeah. But now he attacks for the second time. Uh, does a ten hit you? Yeah, ties it. Oof. So you take another one damage. All right, let's do it three more times. <laughs> well, the last one is an eight to hit, so I don't think that does it. Nope. All right, now let's do it three more times. Yes, the other one now swings back to attack you three times. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Stop building the anticipation. Just kill me already. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a uh, 15 to hit. Yes, sir. That'll do. So you take another three damage, and the poison hits once per round. So you you had to take it, like, the that second stage that you're on now is the worst that it gets, but it does last for... Dude, I'm telling you, it's, not, number, it's probably not going to matter after these two hits, so... Yeah, we'll see. Second attack. Oh, that's a natural one. That ain't going to do it. And third attack is a, a nine. Yes! Snuck by. <laughs> nice. All right. That brings us back to Chester Copperpot. Oh, yeah. All right. Um... Well, I'm going to get back to the office and start slugging some more of these uh, caterpillars. I'm going to move up five, and uh, this purple one is going down with an unarmed strike. Here we go! Damn. Oh, is that a crit? My yeah, it is. God so damn click right. right in the chat box where it says roll critical damage. Boom. That's an eight. Yeah, so you just kind of wind back, and like this thing is coming around to... <laughs> take a chunk out of Lord Protector E and you just swing around jam your arm down its throat and rip its mandibles right off and it drops <laughs> to the ground dead. Oh my god. <laughs> I've god. never felt this before. What is this? Power? <laughs> Obviously I see this go down. My yeah. Running through my head. I think I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you have two more attacks, Chester. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> use them on this poor orange one. Oh, that's a six. That's more like it. Nope, nope, a six does not do it. And here comes attack three. Oh, eight. Eight. <laughs> eight does not hit also. Darn. I was mad with power right. back there. Now I'm back to, back to reality. All right, that brings us back to Lord Protector E. Elora, you're up. I'm going to throw lay hands on myself for three. I'm going to give myself a second one. Five, so it's Eight health coming back at you. I'm looking pretty spry again. And we'll go ahead and throw an attack at the last one. Nine. Nine does not hit. Oof. Okay. That's and I'm going to say, I believe you are out of I got one. power points. But yeah, you healed yourself a couple times. You swung ineffectively. So that brings us back to Syndral. All right. Uh, Syndral is going to take the five foot step up 
and uh, do its first attack. Okay, roll it. Ooh, does a 23 hit? A 23 does hit. Nailed it. That is eight piercing damage. Nice. You ram your dagger right down the thing's throat, and it drops dead. Nice work. Good job. You managed to survive three centipedes. I look look around for Mr. President. (laughs) He is nowhere to be found. No! Where'd he go? They must have taken him. He just out of existence. They've got him. New mission. (laughs) Recover Mr. President. Mr. President? Yes, good man. They took the president. The president? The president. My God. Of this case. Chester Copperpot. Happy to be of service. Oh, take his hand. And who is this one? I am Lord Protector E. Lord Protector E. The Lord Protector E? The one and only. (laughs) Good to meet you. And you? I am Sindral. Oh, Sindral. (laughs) Just kidding. Great to meet you as well. Lord Protector Sindral. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Oh, no. Nope. (laughs) Only the president can give out that title. If you were to help me rescue him, I'm sure he'd be much more willing to give you that title then. My promotion. Um, You guys do also remember that when you were sent here, your dad said he would be pulling some of you in and out periodically to check up on your progress. Oh. You think after what I just went through, Matt, with my adrenaline coursing, getting beat around, (laughs) I'm going to remember that? No, I'm going to think they took them. I I might be down at this point. Wait, do I not take damage? Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Give me a fortitude save. (laughs) <laughs> Sindral, thank you for the reminder. Yes, Sindral, give him a fortitude uh, save. E, uh, Lord Protector E, you as well. <laughs> give me a fortitude save. Eight. You take another one damage. Nine. Oh. So Sindral takes four damage. Oh, I'm down. <laughs> and just collapses oh. as as she succumbs to the centipede venom. <gasps> I'm uh, not going to make it. Move over and <laughs> bend down to check on him. Get the Get the president. <laughs> Uh, Make sure he's all right. Medicine or was that what I would roll? Ooh, what about the herbs that I have? Could any of those? This is no time to to get high. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm trying to make him peaceful as he goes out. (laughs) Take the pain away a little bit. So I'm going to need another fortitude save from both Lord Protector E and from Sindral. Sindral, you are now. Unconscious and dying. You have the dying one condition. God. No, not the dying one. So I need a fortitude save. When you get to dying four, you are dead. I rolled an 11 dying. fortitude. I got a 15. Okay, so you passed. that. So Sindral passed. So Sindral kind of like, kind of like faints for a second, but then his eyes flutter open and he just kind of like is able to stumble to his feet weakly. You have one hit point. Oh, God. Way to go, me. Uh, Lord Protector E, you take another three damage. I need another fortitude save. I can't do it. Eleven. Oh, all right. You take another four damage, but you feel as if the venom has run its course. Ooh. What? That's yeah, some potent stuff. That was a bad trip, man. <laughs> that was brutal. So, I don't know what the in-game mechanics would look like for this, but uh, I kind of want Syndral to take his dagger and like kind of scrape it along the venom like see if you can get it like see if you could get it kind of cloaked in a venom sack or something well let's see here 
maybe you should wait until you're not at dying one with one hit point and accidentally poison yourself again. Yeah, because I was going to say, this is going to require a check, and if he critically fails this check, then he is going to poke himself with the mandible and give himself a little more uh, poison. I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, so it looks like applying a poison to like to a weapon or whatnot is just an action that you can do, but I am going to make you roll a survival check to get access to the creature's venom sacks. Okay. Uh, survival. All right. Uh, 11. You start kind of like cutting away at, at these, these creatures and you, you think you might be making some progress, but it's really slow going. Okay. Like you think you could do it, but you'd be at it for a while in order to get access. So it's up to you in the group if you want to spend the time doing it. Like how long? Like it would probably take him. A couple hours nah, of work I if you were to sit here and like... Yeah, no, not a couple hours of work. Especially right. since he's basically delirious right now. <laughs> From the poison? <laughs> yeah, he From died. From the poison and fainting, yeah. He has dying one. You don't ever take, like, you know, let the guy who's dying leave the boat. So what do you guys want to do? You are in a room with three mutilated centipede corpses. Sleep. Do we see anything else in the room? Roll perception. Let's see what's in here. 20. 15. Um, all right, so Sindral is a little distracted trying to extract the venom from these centipedes. But Chester and Lord Protector E, the first thing you notice is right here. <laughs> that was actually a mistake during the fight. But uh, right here is actually a uh, a gated off, almost like a jail cell. Huh. And you can see a couple things inside, but you cannot reach them through the the bars. Can I bend uh, the bars with my incredible strength? No, but while you are looking around up here, you see, oh. like, right about there, there is a lever on the wall. Oh, I pull it without even thinking. <laughs> oh, jeez. I hope it's not a trap, but okay. also, I'm definitely pulling that thing. All right, so uh, Chester pulls the lever, and the bars to that jail cell just drop into the ground. They open up. Oh, sweet. Nice. What's in there? Nice. Give me a perception check really quick when you get in there. Because there's something obvious and something not so obvious. Three. <laughs> Twelve. Oh, six. So, in that little alcove, uh, you find uh, maybe like a, a little smaller than like your fist, but it is a pretty large blue gem. Ooh. Ooh. To go in an eye socket? You might make that assumption. Alright, I pick up the blue gem. <laughs> Alright. What would you guys like to do now? Is uh, there anything in there for me? There is not. Oh, not even like, you know, a weapon? Nope. <laughs> what did the okay. centipedes have on them? Um, an exoskeleton. Okay. I, f I, th I wasn't sure. I thought maybe <laughs> nothing. Can um, I use that no. as a weapon? <laughs> you could try to extract the venom sack. Now that's With his awful. bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to rest. I'm feeling like... Another fight. Can we rest here? Well me. Sindral and Lord Victor E would remember that right here was a like one of those doorways with like the uh, it was like a I don't know if it was a button or like a pull chain. Oh Maybe yeah, you yeah. Could, like pull it and like the the door would open or not. So you could pull that little chain and close the door and kind of seal yourself into this yeah. room if you wanted to. Let's do that. That seems like rest. a good idea. Because other than that that door that like portcullis you 
to all intents and purposes, this does look like a dead end, closed off room. Okay. It seems like a pretty safe spot to rest. Yeah. After getting my our asses kicked. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's. Uh, unless anyone's got any objections, let's rest. Go to bed. Yep. Get some that sounds good to me. Okay. Just let me see what that entails. What that gets you. Because the rules are always different for resting and everything. Mm. Properly resting requires eight hours of sleep. The resting typically happens at night. A group gains the same benefits for resting during the day, but it can gain them no more than once every 24 hours. A character who rests for a full night recovers in the following ways naturally. You regain hit points equal to your constitution modifier times your level, with a minimum equal to your level. If they rest without any form of shelter or comfort, you might want to reduce this, but I'm not going to be that mean right now. <laughs> right now. Uh, you lose the fatigued condition if you have it. You reduce the severity of the drained condition by one. Uh, spellcasters need to rest to recover spells. The character recovers resonance points, spell points, and similar pools. So yes, your spell points do recover, and you each heal HP equal to your constitution modifier times one, because you're level one. Wow, big heals, boys. Yeah. Let's hope <laughs> for a little more than that. So yeah, you guys rest up for a while, and uh, uh, go ahead and give me uh, another perception check each while you're resting. While we're resting, huh? Yeah. 16, baby. 14, baby. 17. All right, so Sindral at one point kind of lays down inside that like jail cell to sleep, and when he lays down, he kind of looks over and sees a a little, almost like a a button hidden in the wall. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, uh, I I didn't notice this button here before, but, uh... A button? Yeah, there's a button right here. I don't want to touch it quite yet. I want to wait I'm, until... I'm prepared to touch it right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? <laughs> I need sleep, right? No, we just slept. Okay. We, you, you said that we're, like, like This is kind of, like, during your, like, just at some point during your eight hours of rest. Like, you happen to lay down and you, you notice this, oh, this okay. button on the wall. Yeah, so uh, let's. So do you, uh, you're telling us about this button right now? Yeah, uh, there's this button so... on the wall. I didn't notice it before. Oh yeah, look at that! And I go over to press it. <laughs> Fucking Christ! <laughs> We're healed, right? Like... Yeah, he's not gonna. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've you've healed that. <laughs> All right. So, Chester Copperbot pushes the button, and you hear a like grinding, like stone on stone, like grinding against each other. Coming from the general direction of north okay. up here. If you walk over there, you notice that what used to be a stone wall has separated, and this alcove is now visible. Hey, pretty cool. Um, looking inside, just laying right on the ground inside, you see a small pouch and a shield. Ooh. <gasps> I'm like, pick up the shield and start, I start shielding with it. Is it a good fit for me? <laughs> I mean, can you use a shield as a ranger? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to find out. <laughs> That's what we're about to discover. <laughs> if I look like a real idiot and I can't use it, then I'm going to find out real quick. You are trained in all simple and martial weapons, and you are trained in light armor and medium armor, but not shields. So I look like an asshole. All right, uh -huh. I see. But why don't we do this? Lord Protector E is trained to use shields. So, ah, I'll come up and say, I, uh, hey, big I hand boy. it over. Oh, all right. 
<laughs> what an awkward you even need to what an awkward exchange like just walk up like hey shove a shield at me <laughs> yeah well i'm like trying to you know <laughs> captain america right and it doesn't feel right i feel like an idiot so i'm just like yeah maybe you can do better with this all right i was just gonna roll punching play, but since uh we're going that way um I, why don't you take lord protector e's club then oh tradesies yeah I was gonna. That's what I was coming up to say, but we'll oh. just do that because I'm low on health, anyways. And nice. you were clobbering shit with your hand. I would want to see what you do with the club. Yeah, well, now I start doing <laughs> my Captain America shield stuff, except with the club. How do I look now, Matt? Pretty cool, huh? Uh, you still look a bit like a dick because <laughs> you're just kind of swinging a swinging a shield or uh, swinging a club around at you know the air. Right. Oh, okay. I see. But I, I can actually use it, right? Like, I'm not some sort yes. of monk who only uses his hands, right? <laughs> Correct. Okay. Nice. Well, thank you. So yeah, you guys found you found a shield, and you did find there was a pouch in there too. It's in the pouch, a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> nope. There are some more herbs in there. Oh, the good stuff. Am I able to identify? I say we. They look almost identical to the stuff you had before. It's general ingredients that you know you would use to whip up a healing potion. Do uh, is there enough to actually make the healing potion? Like, can I make one? Uh, there is, but I I don't think you know how to do it. Do like you know what they're for, but you don't really know how to. Joe, as a ranger, you have a feat called hunt target. Ooh, that sounds fun. It's very similar to the hoods studied target ability in. Okay. Uh, our regular game. It costs one action to essentially designate a target as your hunted target. You immediately get a plus two circumstance bonus to perception checks and on survival checks to track it. Okay. And to go along with that, you have an ability called your Hunter's Edge Precision. And that means the first time you hit your hunted target each round, you deal an extra 1d6 damage. Sweet. <laughs> Once per round, I can attack with both weapons. Both, as in just the one. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, because I feel like technically you could do that with uh, just two fists. That'd but, be cool. But it functionally serves, uh, does the exact same thing as just attacking twice. Right, right. Well, not quite, though, because it allows you to attack twice with one action. Oh. So it, it's just an action economy thing. So it's like you could attack twice like and then still have two actions to do more things. Whereas uh, everyone else attacks yeah. twice and it takes two actions. Yeah, let me do that. That seems good. Yeah. So you are now fairly confident that you have scoured this room clean. Sweet. Time to go to bed. I can rest easy. So you guys finish resting and you wake up the next morning. You're not sure because it's just a dark dungeon in here. You don't know what time it is. going to hit myself with uh, lay hands out the gate. Uh, actually, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to... Wait, because I don't want to lose that added bonus from AC. Right. All right, so what do you guys do? Which way did you guys come from? I think we have to go this way, right? Yeah, so th I think there's uh, more rooms going that were down. So Let's go down, south, Yeah, south uh, over here. Is that here. true, DM? Yeah, you know that there, there's that, that statue is right here with the two empty eye sockets. Oh, yeah. And there was like a door right next to it that is closed and locked. And then there were two passageways. You guys went north and found those centipedes. 
and there's an unexplored passageway to the south. Okay. Then, yeah, let's head off this way. So you guys turn, you you start heading down that south passage. You know, it quickly bends to the west, and then maybe 15 feet down, bends south again. You look, and you see an intersection there, but right as you turn the uh, corner, there is a pit right in front of you. Oh, I almost fell in that. How big? Um, Just, like, if you remember, like, back here, there was, like, those two little pits with, like, the switch in the middle. Yeah. It's roughly that size. It's, like, it's... You can see the bottom maybe 20 or 30 feet down, but... They were pretty easy to jump over. Yeah, it wasn't very difficult to jump over. But give me perception checks while you're contemplating the pit. Okay. Three. Um, Nine. Sixteen. All right. So Sindral manages to hear almost like a like an out of tune xylophone kind of coming from the direction of this passageway. Just over the over that pit at the intersection, if you had headed if you head towards the east, you can and and once he points it out to you, you guys can all hear it. It's kind of just like a rattling noise coming from that direction. I jump over the pit. I don't afraid of anything. All right, go ahead and roll me some acrobatics. I'm gonna Ooh. follow. Oh, twenty three. <laughs> you clear it oh. with ease. Yes, six. I guess I'll. Oh, athletics. Acrobatics. Acrobatics. Nineteen. Okay, so Sindral and Chester clear it with ease. Lord Protector E goes to jump, and kind of trips over his own feet. Not used to. Her own feet, not used to carrying the shield yet or something. And just kind of, uh, yeah, give me a strength roll, uh, Lord Protector E. Uh, 24. (laughs) All right. So you, you manage to catch the far edge as you're falling. (laughs) With the shield. You keep your grip on it. Yeah. (laughs) You keep your grip on it and just kind of like haul yourself up the far end. Okay. A little embarrassed, but no worse for wear. Wow. A little scared. It was a close call. Watch out there. You head towards the that rattling, out-of-tune xylophone sound. The hallway just kind of winds through a little bit and opens up into a 10 by 15 room. And you can see, waiting for you, a skeleton. Oh. Kind of like, he's almost like walking into the wall. Like if you're actually playing a video game and you just start, you're just walking yeah. against a wall. Yeah, yeah. So, like, your feet are moving, but you're not going anywhere. He's kind of doing that against the wall. Huh. But you can see him holding a uh, scimitar and a shield in his hands. Uh, we want that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, go ahead and roll roll me some initiative. Sweet. 22, baby. 13, baby. Eight. (laughs) Ha ha. Baby. And the skeleton got a one on his initiative, which makes sense the way I described it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice when that works out, huh? Yeah, so Chester Copperpot, you're up first. All right, when, how many spaces can I move with one action? Uh, you can move up to your speed with one action. No way, that's awesome. All right, I move right up to the skeleton, and uh, hopefully I bash him on the head with my club. All right, do it up. All right, here we go. Wait, there's an action to... Hold on, I'm trying to play my character. Hunt target? <laughs> Is that what I'm doing? Potentially? 
Can I see this? Can I see this skeleton in this room and be like, hmm, I'm going to hunt that guy and then (laughs) move up and then. Yeah, you can do that. Just. Okay. Yeah. One action to move up, one action to initiate your hunted target, and you have a third action you can use to attack with. All right. Awesome. So I'll use the Hunter's Edge precision uh, feat there, where if I hit this guy, then I hit him for extra. Sweet. All right. Here I go. I'm coming for it. Get clubbed. 14. Nice. 14 does hit. Nice. Two. An extra two on six. Nice. So you do a total of eight damage. Chester walks up to this thing and just baps it upside the head with his club. And the head just goes flying off and the skeleton crumples to the ground. (laughs) Oh, so awesome. I I drop the club, pick up the sword and shield like, hey guys, look what I found. To to them as they sort of walk into the room. And I start doing the same thing where I'm like trying out the scimitar and shield. Um, Again, the shield feels kind of silly. You're not quite sure what to do with it. But the scimitar, that feels nice. All right, so I'll throw the shield to um, Lord Protector E and say, hey, now you got two. Two shields. (laughs) Yeah, nah. Where have we heard that before? I'm I'm going to either need my club back or the scimitar. (laughs) I look at the scimitar, I look at the club. Look at the scimitar, look at the club, and I hand you the club back. (laughs) I think they have the same stats. Yeah, but... Uh, The scimitar is also 1d6, but it does slashing damage instead of bludgeoning. You gotta take Um, a scimitar over a club, though. I mean, come on. uh, Also, in the the now, I guess, pile of bones on the floor, there is a short bow with a nearly empty quiver. Oh. Hmm. And (laughs) I start twanging the bow, like, look, check this out. And I'm like, wait. Seems like a very ranger-esque item. <laughs> Am I a ranger? I put it on my back and just sort of like, sweet. Jackpot. What's next? Nice. I don't know. What's <laughs> next? I stroll out of the room and just keep walking. <laughs> What's over here? Uh, over there is just a dead end. There's nothing over there of interest. It's a dead end over here. Wait, really? Yeah, check it out. Well, I just didn't know if that was like Matt pulling an axle. No, that is legitimately just a dead end. And uh, another dead end over here? What is uh, this? Go ahead and roll me a perception check over there. Five. Twelve. And eighteen. Ooh. All right. So, yeah, Sindral and Elora see it easy enough. Chester's still a little distracted by his new toys. <laughs> but you turn the corner and just kind of like, there's a little, you know, little pile of rubble there. But Lord Protector E and Sindral, you both uh, notice a little gleam of blue kind of glinting out from the base of the pile. I pick it up. I go over. Yeah. It is a matching gemstone to the one you found to the north. Perfect. I nice. turn around and show Syndrome. Got two of them now. Should probably head back Ooh. to the statue. To the statue, I say emphatically. Not knowing right. what that means exactly, but... I need more acrobatics checks as you guys go back over that pit. 11. 21. 21. Oh, that was <laughs> 11. <laughs> all right so you all hop over that easy enough this time nice so you're heading back to the statue yeah let me uh fill its eye sockets okay when you put the two gems in the in the eye sockets you can kind of feel like a very faint rumbling sound and you kind of hear a disembodied voice it seems to be coming from all around you and nowhere all at once like you you know you hear it and it's not just in your head but you could not pinpoint where it's coming from. It just simply says, Oh. 
I can see again. Let me show you the way forward. And the door to your left slides open. Hey, good thinking. Anyone, anyone else concerned that that thing just started talking? Waiting on the other side of that door is a giant amorphous blob. Oh, wow. No, don't go that way. So, so uh, yeah, roll some initiative for me. Yes, 23. <laughs> Friggin' jackpot for the copper pot. 18. 16. All right, so, yeah, Chester Copperpot, you are up first. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and slash him one with my new scimitar. Huzam, 15, bitch. That hits. Nice. Did I cut him up like jelly and spread him on something? Uh, No, you just kind of like slice through it, and you leave like a little gash in one corner, and like yeah. a couple of drops of sludge fall off of it, but it doesn't really seem very, it doesn't seem very much affected. Okay. Sounds like he wants to get attacked again. Here it comes. 16. That hits. Nice. Eight damage. Okay. Similar effect. You kind of slash through it and some droplets of sludge and little things fall out. I look at him as though, what's going on? And slash him a third time. Minus two. Oh, boy. That really, uh, Um, I get a penalty here somehow. Yeah. Also, technically, because in the playtest, a critical hit is not just a natural 20. Although a natural 20 is always a critical hit. Uh If you beat their AC... Or whatever check you're making, if you beat the desired result by 10 or more, that is a critical success. Nice. And technically, your first two attacks were both critical successes. Oh, man, I'm the greatest. But oozes are immune to crits, so... Oh! Freaking ooze. That happens to Joe more than anybody. Like, I saw that coming (laughs) the whole time, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) But on the flip side, the negative two that you rolled... If you hit 10 below the desired oh. result, that's considered a critical failure. But the Jesus. negative 2 is less than 10 below its AC. Oh, perfect. So you didn't do any damage with the third one, but you didn't you know, fall on your face or anything either. Excellent. So, dang. Stupid All sludge. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Syndral, you're up next. Syndral is going to do, I guess, stabby stab. You're, you're, who are you going to stab? <laughs> Nick. I, I would assume the... Are you going to stab Lord Protector oh, E? Because that's the only shit. one you can reach. <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? I don't know. Uh, It's I, almost like fighting in tight hallways is difficult. Can I try running in? I mean... <laughs> I don't you, know how smart that would be at this point, but... You could attempt it, but you don't... Th- I mean, from what you can see, this ooze is almost like seeping out of that, that spot that it's in. You don't think you'd be able to get past it. And your other two compatriots are just in the hallway, just like... I'm actually going to take a five-foot step back, and can I, like, hold an action for, uh... Yeah, you can ready an action. I'm going to ready an action and yell out, back up, so that way we can lure it uh, to the room here. Good thinking! And I just kind of wait. Okay, that brings us to Lord Protector E. So I'm going to take a move action to move here, backing up into the open room. And then I am going to hold my last two actions for when the ooze hopefully seeps out. I can take two attacks on it when it comes in range. Okay. And that brings us to the ooze. And it is going to lash out. You just see like a tendril of sludge just appear at the top of it. And it just goes to slam down on Chester's head. Oh, 
Does a 17 beat your AC? Yeah, it looks like it. 13 is my Okay, AC. so have fun with this. You take uh, six bludgeoning damage. Oh, I only have 13 health. Six oh. bludgeoning damage? And four acid damage. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, shit, son. As no sooner does that tendril of sludge hit you that another one appears and moves to slam down on your head. Oh. But I'm going to go ahead and say a five probably doesn't hit you. Whew. No. That's a tendril there. And a third one is going oh, to no. <laughs> now come down at you. Uh, but does a 12 hit you? Uh, nope. I have a 13 AC. Nice. Yes. Very nice. And as soon as it's my turn, I'm sprinting away. It is now your turn. I'm sprinting away like a scared little girl. <laughs> who's that guy okay. in Harry Potter who's like super heroic uh, and has all these stories? Harry? That's who I'm playing right Harry now. Harry Potter? No, the fake one. Who was no, like, um, wasn't actually... Oh, uh, Gildahart. Yeah, yeah. Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah. You could just imagine me being... Step you know, back, <laughs> children. I'll handle this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> slice, slice, oh. slice. Nothing really happens. Crush. Oh, no. All right. So, uh, Gilderoy. Gilderoy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. Matt, perfect. You just made my night. That's hilarious. God. So, Chester Copperpot slashes at the ooze a few times, gets abandoned by his friends, gets bashed in the face by some sludge, and then runs away heroically. And now we are back to Sindral. Sindral. Is still gonna hold his action. I mean, there's not much. Uh, there's not much he could do at this point. Uh, no, never mind. I was gonna say uh, the ooze isn't gonna go, but the ooze's turn was smacking fucking Gilderoy around. Yes, I'm trying to convince Gilderoy. Like, let's move it. His name is Chester. Oh, Chester! <laughs> God, oh, God damn it, Tom! <laughs> Who do you think you are? Also, just so you guys are aware, I just went to look it up. To ready an action is it it costs two action to ready. It costs two actions and you prepare a single action that will occur outside of your turn as a reaction with a, a trigger that you designate. That's pretty cool though. I like that. Yeah. It's their way of saying you when you ready an action you only get a standard action, right? Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can't ready like a full attack. You, you ready a single action and it takes two to ready. So, Syndral, you just kind of like again, just just you're you're readying an attack for yeah, when it comes so out like, when it comes into the room. Yep. All right, now we're on Lord Protector E. I guess. How's uh? How you doing up there, Chesterpot? Dying. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna move up with my first action, and then I'm gonna slap a lay of hands on him. Okay. Sweet. So that's your second action is lay on hands. Take six <laughs> health, and you get. Plus one to your armor for this round. Oh, sick. And you got one more action. Well, so this is going to, like, basically I'm going to run over, raise my shield, kneel down, slap him with the lay of hands. So okay, raising so my shield. Just standing in front of him with your shield raised? Yeah, like, raising my shield is my third action, but I okay. cinematically would have done it simultaneously. Okay. Now it is the ooze's turn, and it just kind of, like, boils and burbles and oozes its way out into this room. So go ahead and roll your attack, Sindral. Sindral is finally going to kind of get a solid look at this thing and uh, try to stab it. Uh, does an 18 hit? It does indeed. 
Seven Sweet. piercing. So this thing gets stabbed as it comes out. And you do notice after your stab, the thing is starting to look a little sluggish. Like, yeah. It seemed to come out of that hallway in a fury, but it, it recoiled a bit after you stabbed it. Right. You would assume on top of the, the couple of slashes that Chester gave it, it's it's starting to feel it. Sure. So it wanders its way out here, and then you just kind of see it contract and pull together really quick, and then the outer layer of sludge just shoots out in every direction. Oh, no. We lured a bomb out into the room. I need all three of you to give me a reflex save. Shit. As a wave of filth just washes over you. Oh, those aren't good rolls, boys. No, no, those are not. (laughs) Nope. So you all failed. You are now all covered in just sludge. Now, real quick, there's a body in front of me with a shield That's up. That's true. Do I get any? Uh, do I get any bonus? Yeah. What about me? I actually literal... have the shield. <laughs> literal meat shield in front of me. <laughs> well, the shield unfortunately does not help your reflex save, oh, and right. basically, it's not a mat. Like, there's just so much, like, just right junk coming at you. It's like when a bomb goes off. Like, you might dodge all the shrapnel, but you're still on fire and you know exploded. yeah there's still the force <laughs> of the explosion coming at you uh we will start with Sindral because he's closest oh my god Sindral takes one acid damage no lord protector e you take two acid damage and chester copperpot takes two acid damage Whew, thank god for that heal i think uh that might have done me in or i'd have one hp i'm not sure but now it is chester's turn Wait, I'm not poisoned or anything, right? What did I get hit with? Just you, you got hit with sludge. acid damage. Okay, yeah, that's but, yeah, just like a wave of sewage. Okay, <laughs> yeah, just a wave of sewage. No big deal. All right, all right, I got this. Now, can I mechanically can I use my bow to shoot him right now? You can. It's going to take you an action to you know take it off your back. And doesn't he suffer right, penalties I- for me being right in the way? No, no. I mean, because you you knelt down too, so you're not really in the all way. All right, cool. I'll take out my bow, seeing this is a good time, and I'll try to fire two shots into him. I mean, I would like to, like, duck around this corner after my turn, but I don't want to lose a line of sight of him, you know? Because if he starts coming towards me, I want to run, and if he he goes away from me, I want to shoot. So I guess I'll just shoot twice and stay where I am. So I do that. Fire! Yeah, 19, that's what I thought. Nice. So, yeah, so you, you 19 does hit, and you did three damage to it. Sweet. As, as the arrow embeds itself and just gets sucked into the, the sludgy sewage of the ooze. Um, oh. Now, I want to attack again, but before I attack again, I go for another arrow in my quiver. How many arrows are in my quiver? <laughs> uh, there were a total of ten in there. Okay, so I grab one. If, there was, if it was like my last one, I might think twice, but I'm going to shoot him again. Okay. Eight. And eight hits. Six (laughs) damage, baby. Nice. All right, and that is Chester's turn. That brings us to Sindral. Sindral will do a little bit more stabby stab. And does a 14 hit? It does indeed. Five piercing. Nice. Attack number two, seven. That also hits. Five damage. All right. This thing is like... It's still moving around, and it's kind of thrashing a little bit, but you can just see it starting to, like, melt away. Nice. But it still seems to be a threat. Like, it's it's not quite done yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I give it one more attack. Here we go. 
Six hit. That hits. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Eight damage. All right. And the ooze succumbs and just melts into a puddle of stinky sewage. Oh. <laughs> gross. All right, Tom. Awesome. Loot the body. <laughs> those two arrows reappear. Joe, highs or lows? Highs. That's a 90. You get both your arrows back. Nice. Sick. Dude. I cough and wheeze and take my arrows out. And I follow uh, follow Lord Protector E into the room. So you guys go through that door where the ooze was waiting, past the skeleton with the glimmering blue eyes, um, and that that door leads you into a maybe twenty five foot hallway leading you to the west. Can I make a perception check to make sure there's no traps in the hallway as we move down it? Go ahead. Fourteen. Uh, you do not notice any traps at the end of the hallway. It opens up into a large. Well, not a, a good size room, a 15 by 10 foot room. And straight ahead is a large, intricate iron door in the wall. Uh, try and open the iron door. Uh, give me a strength check. Nine. The door does not seem to budge. All three yeah. of you, give me a perception check. Okay. 22 on the crit. Nice. Nice, dude. Yeah, so Lord Protector E, after just kind of shoving on the door a little bit and getting nowhere... Kind of steps away to allow, you know, the others to get their look at it. And you turn around and you happen to see right on this wall here is a small switch, like a little button, like similar to the one that was in the room with the centipedes. I, uh, shit. Okay. So, Chester, Uh (laughs) as, as you are moving to try and shove this door open, like you're getting ready to shove at it. And all of a sudden it just slides apart in front of you. (laughs) Oh, did, is it possible that I can take credit for this? <laughs> As like, that's up to yeah, you. That, that's right. Move that. No problem. Let's go, guys. <laughs> so that door opens. Inside it, you see on a shelf is a very nicely made rapier. Oh, look at this. I, I offer this up to you guys first this time. It's like a, hey, I found more weapons. And I start passing them around. Mechanically, how does yep. the rapier work? It is an expert quality rapier. Ooh, I'm looking so at that over. means up and down. Yeah, I... it's uh, similar to like masterwork in first edition. It gives you a plus one bonus on your attack rolls. Being a finesse based person with uh, dex, I think this rapier would be. Uh, is it dex based? I... Or is it still strength based? Um, let's see. A rapier is considered a finesse weapon. All right, then yeah, to go to uh, Syndrome. Awesome. And then it, uh, I hand you off the dagger. Oh, yeah. I'll actually take that in case I need to uh, cut something. So the rapier, it deals uh, 1d6 damage on a hit. It is a finesse weapon, meaning you can use it dexterously. It is a disarm weapon. Ooh. You can use this weapon to disarm with the athletic skill, even if you don't have a free hand. It uses the weapon's reach and adds the weapon's item bonus to attack rolls, which is a plus one in this case, as a bonus to your athletics check. If you critically fail a check to disarm using the weapon, you can drop the weapon to treat it as a normal failure. On a critical success, you still need a free hand if you want to take the item you disarm from the other person. The finesse quality means you can use your dex instead of strength when making attack rolls, but you still use strength when calculating damage. And a rapier also has the deadly quality. So it's a deadly D8. So when you crit with it, you do D8 damage instead of D6. Oh, sweet. Okay, so you have found the nice rapier. You gave your dagger to Lord Protector E. Yep. 
So you have a dagger and a club now, E? Yeah, but I'm not wielding the dagger. Okay, you just kind of like have it at your belt just in case. And I... Oh, oh just so, so you... you d- okay, yep, I see that. I just saw that. I forgot that it's your special yep. little rogue thing. You do dex to damage. Yep. I'm so glad they gave that to rogues at level one. Yeah, that's cool. Makes sense. That was always like the downside to rogues. It's like, ah, but I just can't do damage like a fighter, or, you know, strength yeah. dealer. All right. So you guys have found some nice shiny new weapons. You killed some enemies. Now that you are done with that room, you head down that southern passageway. All right. And that just opens into a quick little 10 by 10 room. And uh, you turn that corner and there is like a gigantic, like just, it looks like a gigantic blue, like floating crystal just kind of sitting there, like almost like spinning on its point. It looks like it should not be standing if the regular laws of physics were applied to it. Is it like the size of me? Uh, it is taller than you are and probably about as wide. And it's just kind of sitting there like spinning in place. Can I make a perception check or? Uh, give me either a knowledge arcana or nature check. 14. 14. 13. All right. Sindral and Chester, you're, you see this and like something about it seems familiar, but you can't quite put your finger on it. But Alora, you, you then you kind of like you're looking it over and you're just trying to like you're racking your brain trying to think of where you've heard of something like this before, and then it comes to you. This is this is known as a crystal of power. Ah, the crystal of um, power. You know that these are quite rare. Your host body has never actually seen one. You've just read about it in some obscure book when you were studying to be a paladin. But you know that just making contact with it would release a wave of positive energy uh, into the surrounding area. As a paladin, I like positive energy. I press my hand against it. All right. And the entire room just fills with this glowing blue light. And it feels warm, almost to the point of being like burning, but in a good way. And as the light fades... You all look around, and all of your wounds and your scrapes and your bruises have all disappeared. Nice. You are back to full health. And not only that, but you are now level two. Oh. And we'll see you next week. No, oh, man. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> see ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. I was like thinking like you're trying to stab yourself in the eye. I was like, I do not remember this at all. Yeah, that might work, I guess. <laughs>